And now, on Prophetic Faith. Thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here, Prophetic Faith. I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and tonight we're going into Volume 2 of this series on preventative faith. As we said last week and the week before, faith is at its best when it is used in preventative measures. Yes, we are learning not to wait until things happen or when bad things arise into our life before we stand up in God and, and take a stand and fight the enemy. No, no, no. We're learning to do these things before anything ever thinks about happening in our life. Why? Because when we do this, it cancels out a lot of the, the attacks of the enemy. Yeah, sure, sometimes troubles do come and things do try to happen in your life. But guess what? Uh, the majority of things of the troubles and the trials that you're going through could have probably been prevented had you used faith in a preventative measure. Tonight we're going into the teaching of the armor of God and we're learning that it's more than just something to cover you up, but it's something that prevents bad things from happening. As we say this saying so many times, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So let's go into this message right now and learn how faith can be used in preventative measures. I'll see you in just a moment. Now can we put our hands together and give God one more hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> now read with me here. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. The Greek says confession, which is who? Christ Jesus. Now, I wanted to touch real quick on last week as a whole summary was this on how we could prevent and take uh, measures to prevent things from happening in our life. How many knows in here this morning that you don't have to let anything coming and going into your life? Y'all better hear me. Now, I know we've been taught in the church that whatever happens, happens, and whatever comes, comes, and just hold on and hunker down and, and just, uh, just hope that everything is all right. No, that's not what God teaches us. He teaches us that troubles will try to come, won't they? He said issues will try to arise in your life. You know what he told, uh, I believe it was Adam, or no, it was Cain, excuse me. He told Cain before he did anything wrong, what did he say? He said, sin is at your door, subdue it. Say that with me. Subdue it. We know that troubles are going to come knocking, aren't they? We know that issues are going to try to arise in our life. But what's God instructing us to do? Subdue it. How do we do that? By preventative measures. Amen? And how is that? Somebody say, by faith. Now, we learned last week, as a, if I could uh, summarize all of part one, it would be this right here. Confession is an excellent way to... Uh, use preventative faith in your life. 
How? By saying what you want. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, say what you want. Now, now most people think that's a dirty word in, in, the, in uh, Christianity. Say what you want? No, 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 it's supposed to be about what God wants. Well, first of all, you ought to be in this word to realize what God wants. Amen? Because faith can't even work unless it's in the will of God. Somebody talk to me. It can't even work unless it's in the will of God. So therefore, when I get the word of God, when I understand His will, then I'll start asking what I want. And I guarantee you, let me, let me let you in on something. If you're seeking after God, what you want, He wants. Oh, come on, somebody. Does God want me healed? Absolutely. Does God want me blessed? Yes. Does God want me victorious? Absolutely. Yes, He does. Why? Because that's how He lives. Somebody say amen. That's how He lives. So that's how He wants you to live. So remember this. I want you to learn today, again, that words are powerful. Say that with me. Words are powerful. They are powerful. How many, how many remembers uh, some insult somebody told you in third grade or second grade, whatever? How many remembers that? Now, why do you remember that? Because they said something to me. Yeah, but there was a spirit behind that. Some, come on, somebody. What did Jesus say? He said, my words are spirit. Amen? So when people say something to you, they're not just saying letters or words or sentences. No, there's a spirit behind that, and that will stick with you. Amen? So words are powerful. So turn to your neighbor and say, watch what you say. Watch what you say. Now, we also need to understand that how many knows how Jesus is going to destroy the enemies of darkness in Revelation? How's he going to do it? Now, I'll preach here in a minute. I just want to lay the foundation. How's he going to do it? Words. He said, the sword of his mouth would destroy them. Somebody say, my words are effective. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians 5, 6. It says, therefore, let us not sleep as others do. Now, when that says sleep, that don't mean don't sleep at night. And you know that. That means to <clears throat> be awake spiritually. Amen. Don't sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Next verse. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. Verse 8. But let us who are of the day be sober. There it is again, twice. It says sober. Be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love for a helmet of salvation, or for a helmet the hope of salvation. Now, what's it talking about here this morning? What I need you to learn is how we learned also last week that we have to be prepared. We can't just go around and just float through life, can we? Now, you know that. Now, you also know that in a natural standpoint. Amen? Those of you that are in a natural standpoint, do you make plans for the future? Now, why do you do that? Because you know it's not just going to fall on your lap, is it? Right? It's the same thing in, in, in God. It's the same thing in the kingdom of God. You have to prepare and plan. Amen? You have to exercise your faith now for where you are wanting to go. It's not enough just to sit down and say, Boy, I wish I could uh, have a healthy body, or I wish I could have prosperity, or I wish I could uh, be blessed, or I wish I could be a mighty man or woman of God, praise the Lord. I wish I could do those things. That's not enough, is it? How many knows everybody's wishing... But very few is doing something about it. Amen? But see, God wants us to take measures now to prepare for our future. So in other words, get a mindset. 
Get a vision. Where are you wanting to go? What are you wanting to do in God? Well, you know, I just, I just thought we were supposed to show up to church until we go to Beulah Land, and then that's when everything... No, 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 no. What you do in this life, it depends on how you're going to get rewarded in the next life. I'm talking about even if you say, oh, I'm just trying to make it to heaven. Well, don't do that. Take many people with you. Come on, somebody. Take as many people as you can. And the only way you can do that is if you are effective here in this life. Amen? When you're effective here in this life, then you're going to win many people. But if you've got that, mat- or that, or that attitude or that mindset, well, I'm just trying to make it to heaven, you're not taking anybody with you. Amen? So take the measures now. Be awakened now. Where are you going? Are you there yet? No. Okay, then it's time to prepare. Amen? If you're, if you're not at the place that, yet where you want to be, then guess what? Now is the time to prepare and, and equip yourself to go there. Amen? See, that's why God gives us prophecies ahead of time. Oh, come on, somebody. Maybe some of you in here say, why does God tell it? Why can't he just, just bring it upon us? Why does he got to tell us ahead of time? Because you don't have what it takes to get there yet. Amen? You're not ready for it yet. But God, in his love and mercy, what's he do? He lets you know, hey, here's the plan. So I know if that's the plan, then I need to start preparing according to that plan. Amen? So turn to your neighbor and say, be awake. Be alert. Amen? Now, it says, watch this. If you're not sober, if you're not in a right mindset, in other words, if you're caught up by anything coming and going in life, you're not in the right mindset. You need to be in that mindset 24-7. Ladies and gentlemen, everything I do in my life, I base it on where I'm going. I want to pause right there. Everything that I do in life. Brother Robbie, what do you do throughout the day? I don't need to go into detail. All I need to tell you is whatever I do, it is equipping me and it's preparing me for where I'm going. Why? Because I know where I'm going. So you've got to ask yourself this morning, where are you going? And again, I'm not talking about heaven. You know that's a done deal. Amen? When you get saved and you're blood bought by Christ and you live for Him, you're going to heaven. Amen? So what we need to figure out is what's He wanting us to do while we're here. Amen? Ephesians 6, 10. Now we're going to get somewhere. It says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So whose strength are we going on? His, right? Whose power are we living by? So what you tore up about? Well, I just don't know if I got enough strength. I just don't know if I have what it takes to do it. Well, you don't. Well, that's why he said, tap into my strength. Amen? He said, tap into my power. That's the only way you're going to be able to stand in this day and time is by the strength and the power of the Lord. Now, what is most interpretation of this? Let's go on to verse uh, 11. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to, what? Stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities. Against what? Powers. Against rulers of darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. And here in just a minute, I'm going to break those down on what those mean. Now, how do most people read this right here? Oh, Lord. 
the devil's going to attack. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. And somehow, just some way, somehow, don't know really, don't really know how, but just some way, just try to stand. How many has ever heard it said like that? Oh, you know, you know the enemy. You know how strong he is. You know how powerful he is. You know people just barely make it by. But whatever you do, as long as you just stand. Now, now, how strong and powerful does that sound? Matter of fact, you tell that to a new Christian, they're going to be like, Lord, Jesus, I hope I can do this. Amen? <clears throat> Lord, I don't know about this. But see, that's the image. That's what people pick up. How many has ever heard that are teaching or preaching on the armor of God? Raise your hand. I guarantee just about everybody. Now, I've taught this before. I've broke this down on every piece of, a, a, of armor and what it represents and all that. And I'm not going to do that today. But today, I'm just going to give you an a interpretation of this. Now, watch this right here. See, most people think of the armor of God as something that you need to take up when the devil's attacking you or you're in a spiritual battle and all that. But guess what? How does that work for you when bullets are flying and swords are swinging and uh, cannonballs are shooting past you? And then you say, well, you know what? I think I'm going to put on my armor. How does that work? That don't work too good, is it? Because probably by the time you go from here to go and get your armor, you're probably going to be hit by a sword or a bullet or something else. Right? See, what I'm trying to tell you is, is the time to put on your armor is when? Right now. Well, Brother Rod, I'm not under attack. See, that's what you've been taught in church. You've been taught that the only time to seek after God or to get on fire for God is when you're under attack or you're under pressure. No, no, no. You need to have it on at all times. What did he say? He said that you may be able to stand against that day. When is that day? I don't know, but I know one day is going to come. Come on, somebody. But that's okay, but I'm going to be ready for it. Amen? Why? Because I'm sober-minded. Come on, somebody. I'm sober-minded. I'm alert. I know where I'm going, so therefore I know what I need to take with me. I know the, uh, the proper measurements or the proper procedures to, to have me in a prepared and ready state that no matter what comes my way to try to deter that, to try to uh, affect my, my plans and the destiny that God has for me, I'm going to have something for it. Somebody say, praise God this morning. Hallelujah. You're going to have something for it. So the time to prepare is when? Now. So today I'm going to teach you how to put on this armor now. Not tomorrow. Not when a storm comes. Not when uh, you get bad news or something. No, I'm going to teach you how to do it now. So that when a storm does try to come, or when bad news does try to hit you, you're going to be able to stand. And I'm not talking about you're going to be able to stand. I mean, just barely. No, 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 no. You're going to be able to stand. As I talked about last week, Jesus already get. Listen, I know what the church says, but I know what Jesus said. Who are you going to believe? I'm going to believe what Jesus said. Now, Jesus said, he's talking about two houses, which represents you and I. He said, I'm going to touch on this real quick. Again, like I said last week, one house was built on the sand, one was built on the rock. The one that was built on the rock, both storms came, right? Storms came to both houses. But the one that was built on the rock, the Bible says it wasn't even shook. Does that sound like you barely standing? No. So that's religion that's taught us that. Oh, just somehow, some way, you're just going to barely make it through. Uh-uh. 
No, no, no. God's already given me power over all the power of the enemy. Amen? But what did it say to the one that wasn't prepared? The storm hit, it destroyed it. Right? So we are sober-minded. Somebody say, I am sober-minded. Now, here's the... Let's go back right here. It says, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness against such spiritual wickedness. Now watch this right here. Number one, principalities. What are principalities? They are strong spirits that are over nations. Over nations. Praise the Lord. I mean, this, this nation's going crazy. This, this and that's happening. What's going on? Principalities. Amen? Principalities. Number two, powers. What are powers? These are demons that are right under the authority of principalities. See, you got to understand something. How many knows that God has an army? Absolutely. How many knows that God's got rankings in His army? Yes, He does, of course. Now, <clears throat> now we know without even uh, doing any information or digging for anything, we know right away that the enemy is always trying to copy God. Why? Because we've seen his sole desire above everything else is to be like God. Amen? But he can't be. What did, what did God say? He said, there is no one like me. How, who can you liken me to? Who can you compare me to? Glory to God. Now, so we know that if God's got an army and he's got rankings, then we know that the devil's also got that. Amen? Because he's trying to copy God. And you see here the rankings here. So right now, so your generals are what? Principalities. Then next in line is powers. They're going about doing the works of darkness. Now number three is rulers of darkness. What are they? These are assigned with dark agendas in sinful regions of the world. Also to people who's in leadership. These are, these are spirits. These are strong spirits that are assigned over people. To do what? To do dark agendas. So especially somebody who's in leadership. See, that's why the Bible says we are to pray for our leaders. You want to know why? Because they are fighting spirits that want to take control of them. Amen? Why? Because they know they have the power to affect agendas. Are you listening to me? These are where the rulers of darkness come in. Number four, wicked spirits. What are these? Wicked spirits are spirits uh, assigned to motivate men, men and women, people, to motivate them to do evil and to create wickedness in the world. So now do you all see that? Now, the devil's got order in his army. All his demons are working together. They're not backbiting and fighting one another. No, no, no. They've got an assignment, and that's to destroy all the works of God that they can, disrupt it, hinder it, and that's including you. But today, as you can see, that you need a higher power. Amen. That your natural means, your strength, your power, your efforts, your wisdom is not going to cut it. Can everybody agree with me on that? All right, so we need something greater. That's why Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Because you see, because God's strength is greater than any principality. Come on. Any powers, any rulers of darkness, any wicked spirits. His strength is greater than those. So Ephesians uh, 6.10. Now we're going to dig into this armor, but we're going to go with it as that perspective of what? A readiness and, a, and having a prepared state. 
Now, when you think of armor, some people think of something to protect you like this. Like you're backing up, but you're still protected. Uh Uh-uh. This, I want you to see it as this. Armor so that you could push forward. Do you see that? God doesn't give you anything. Now listen to me very closely. God doesn't give you anything to make you go backwards. Did you hear what I said? Nothing. It's never to go backwards. He doesn't even like you talking about your past. How many knows that? Why? Because, watch this, your past means nothing. Say that with me. My past means nothing. But my future means everything. Say that again. My future means everything. So I want you to see this armor today that God has prepared for you as something to push you forward and to go into the future, not backwards. Now, Ephesians 10 and 11. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, verse 11, and put on the whole armor of God that you may may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, before, when does a soldier put this on? Before or after? Before. 1 Peter 5, 8. Let's read this. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may what? Devour. Now here it is again. God is telling us, be sober. Be ready. Be prepared. Be on alert. Why? Because the devil... Amen. Preventative faith. We're learning how to stay ready. That word stand that you see in Ephesians, there's actually two words for stand in the Greek. The first one means to already be prepared. So when we stand in the Lord, stand against the wiles of the devil, making a resistance against him, what are we what we're doing is is we're actually being prepared ahead of time before the enemy ever attacks, before he ever tries to hit an area in your life, you're already ready and you're making a stance and you've already made up your mind, I'm not backing down, I'm not going backwards, but I'm going forward. That's what the word stand means. Now, I know that this is contrary to what you hear a lot in the church. I mean, you know, just somehow, some way, just, uh, just if it's all possible, just try to stand. That's not what God is saying in this scripture. He is saying, stay ready. Have the full armor of God on you at all times. When you do this, you prevent bad things from happening. I'm going to say that one more time. You prevent bad things from happening. Yes, is temptations inevitable? Jesus said they are, yes. But it doesn't have to happen every single day. You'll find out that many battles that you're facing right now could be canceled out when you start seeing faith how it was created to be. And that is to be used in preventative measures. One other thing I want you to see right there. Again, when it says to stand, it means to make a a bulldog faith stance that you're not backing down. You are anchored in the ground and the enemy is not moving you. He can't budge you. And notice what else it says as we're learning in this volume too. It talks about how uh, the enemy comes seeking those who are not sober-minded. Now, that's not talking about people that's unsaved. That's talking about people that's in the church. But what does that mean? 
It's simply put like this. When the, when the Bible talks about being sober-minded, it means to be alert. You're not just passing through life, but you are alert. You are focused. You know the enemy's going to try to do things, but you're going to make sure that he, what he does will not prosper. That's what that means to be sober-minded. So he's looking for people that's unprepared. He's looking for people who don't have their armor on, who's just floating through life, because those are the people that he can bring forth anything in, in their life and try to destroy them. But guess what? We're learning how to use faith in preventative measures. Amen. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. And I want to pray for you right now. As I, Again, as I prayed for several weeks now, I'm praying that your faith be stirred up. Now, there's only one way that faith can come. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Well, guess what? You've heard the Word of God tonight. So faith is there. And it's ready to be activated. So I'm going to pray that you activate your faith right now. How do you do that? By putting forth action. The Bible says, I believe and therefore I spoke. I believe so I did something. Faith without works is what? Dead. So let's pray right now. Father, <clears throat> in the name of Jesus, I lift up every person right now, Father, that their faith is stirred up. There's something that's birthing on the inside of them and they're ready to take a stand. They're ready to go forward. Now, Father, I pray that boldness goes with that faith because there's two things that come from you. That's faith and boldness. So I ignite the boldness on the inside of them by the power of your Spirit that they will, that they will put forth actions behind their faith and with their faith so that they can see results. And Father, I pray for anybody right now that may be watching this that says, Man, this God that you're preaching about, He sure sounds awesome. I would love to know Him. Father, all they got to do is call out your name. They just cry out to you and you will meet them right where they are. So I pray that anybody that's watching this right now that wants a relationship with Jesus Christ, the Bible says that when you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. So Father, I thank you for saving healing, delivering, setting people free because that's what you do best in Jesus' name. And we believe and know that we've received it. Amen. Now, if you have a testimony, please write us or contact us on social media and let us know how you've been uh, transformed and changed and encouraged through these programs. It blesses us when we hear from you. And if you also have a prayer request, please send those in. We've got several people from social media and other contacts that have sent in their prayer requests. We are praying for you. We are believing for, with you. And if you would also like to become a faith partner, please come in contact with us. Uh, the announcer's coming on the screen showing you how you can come in contact with this ministry. Your giving helps us take this gospel around the world because this world has to know how good our God is. We love you. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We'll see you right here next week. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also... Request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.
the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.